0: Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of COVID in Africa, a podcast looking into the continental response to the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. In today's show, we'll be exploring different ways South Africans are coping after three weeks of lockdown, and later on, we'll also go to Mozambique to learn how people there are trapped between Islamist insurgencies and COVID-19 measures.
1: Because Khornavir doesn't give you an hour, he just takes you for minutes. He never, never lets you take longer. Whenever you already get it, you just rest in peace.
0: I'm your host, J.D. Ramallah. This week has been a little hard on me. I feel so tired. No amount of Netflix or work which has been flooding my desk seems to improve my mood. Even a walk outside to get groceries seemed to weigh me down even more. I'm also losing my appetite a little. Messages from home instead of making me feel happier sink me deeper into despair because I suddenly realized that I don't know when I'll be able to go back home again or if I'll ever be able to hug my niece and nephew or sit around the table and have breakfast or supper with them again.
2: How is your day? How is your day? I love you.
0: I feel... The wall's closing in on me. I'm not sure if it's my hormones or the COVID effect. Either way, it's time to talk to a friend. Hello, my name is Dr. Zofia Borshanyi. I'm a life coach,
3: an executive coach, although Meta Thinking Guide or Partner is a better description of what I do. I have a PhD in clinical psychology with expertise in early intervention in psychosis in the UK. I was born in Hungary, behind the Iron Curtain, during the Cold War, and in the midst of the Cuban Missile Crisis. I lived as a refugee for 12 years.
0: Zofia and I met more than 10 years ago through a mutual friend in Johannesburg. After getting to know each other, I decided to enlist her as my life coach for a time. She's coached many people from across the continent who faced wars, economic hardship, oppression, racism, and trauma. She's also had a few personal crises of her own, some of which mirror my own life experiences. I was the antithesis of sporty and had little energy. In a misguided attempt to
3: strengthen and speed me up, my parents made me audition to a sports school. Needless to say, this became the most humiliating public display of sporting incompetence ever. I was enrolled at a music school eventually, but our later refugee life meant that I attended ten different schools in about as many cities, in three different languages, and two different continents by the time I matriculated. Due to our constant moving, I was always new, foreign, or different. In short, a perennial outsider with a different perspective. This didn't win me many friends, but it helped me to find my own true north at my own pace.
0: Since COVID-19 is not just my own personal problem, I thought I would enlist her expertise to give us all tools to cope with our changing lives. And she suggested we start with self-awareness. Depending on how we relate to them, crises can make us think and
3: act creatively or bring out the worst in us. The difference starts with self-awareness of our unique response styles, triggers, or blind spots. So how do you develop self-awareness? You can do this in many different ways. You can observe your own behavior, thoughts and emotions. You can write them down as reflections in a diary. You can conduct a mini 360 survey of your own. Ask trusted family, friends, colleagues for feedback. Engage in meditation and mindfulness
0: practices to slow down, notice your habits But despite such self-awareness, I find myself sometimes getting easily annoyed by small things, getting impatient, irritable, sometimes judgmental, and even angry. Why does this happen though? From an evolutionary
3: perspective, your brain is programmed to scan the environment for threat to survival. Once your frontal lobe interprets something as a threat, it sends a message to the amygdala which starts as a chemical and physiological process to ready your body to run away, fight or play dead, known as the fight, flight or freeze response. This diverts oxygen and blood from the brain into the muscles and produces stress hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline that combine to make you more effective at acting and much less effective at
0: thinking. That's usually when I
3: start to panic. You can mitigate this response by becoming aware of your thinking and changing unhelpful thinking habits to send different messages to the amygdala. Perfect examples of such amygdala hijackings are road rage, hoarding toilet paper, stampeding in stadiums or panic attacks. Chronic stress can even disrupt normal cell processes and kill brain cells. It can impact negatively on the hippocampus, which is responsible for memory and new learning.
0: When we are in isolation, our deepest fears are being tapped into, right? For example, I was scared that I would never make it out of my room to see my parents, siblings, nieces and nephews or get a chance to connect with old friends and make new ones or even get married. It felt like the end of the world for me. So let's look at some solutions. What can
3: we do? I've divided these into cognitive, emotional, physical and social wellness tools. So let's look at the cognitive actions we can take. There is something called the circle of control model with two circles, one small and one large. And you're right in the middle of the small circle. So notice where most of your attention, energy and effort is focused. If it is in the sphere of no control, as in in the large circle, then refocus on the things in your direct control in the present moment, which would be in the small circle. Develop or return to an abundance mentality and practice gratitude for the things you do have and that are going well. In terms of emotional wellness... Become aware of your emotions. This is the first step. Practice naming them accurately. Try to express them to someone you trust. Consciously look for and celebrate any progress, insights or successes that you have, no matter how small. This keeps your mind on the positives as well as helping you learn internal validation. Physical wellness tools. Dance and sing to increase circulation and oxygen intake and to stimulate the vagus nerve. Breathing exercises are all helpful to oxygenate your blood and help you think calmer and better. Make sure that you get sufficient, good quality sleep of at least seven and a half hours at the right time of night, which is the darkest time of night, so it is useful to have proper curtains. Sleep has great impact on physical health as well as one's ability to manage emotions and stress. Try to eat a healthy diet. In lockdown, fresh fruit and veg may be hard to come by, so try to take vitamin supplements, buy dried fruit and pickled veg, which last longer. Alternatively, learn to pickle your own. If you can, start planting your own herbs and veg, even if in small pots on a balcony or on a windowsill. Gardening also has mental health benefits. Social wellness tools. Try and be more patient empathic and kind to others. One of the ways to do this is to practice giving more specific and genuine positive feedback more often to more people. This helps others around you to think better by releasing feel-good neurotransmitters in the brain and electrical waves that calm the mind and allow it to operate at an optimal level. And finally, if you're locked in with family members, this is a very good time to reacquaint yourself with each one. People change, yet we tend to assume we know them fully and take them for granted. Try approaching each person as if you just met them for the first time. Ask questions of your elders you have not asked before. Learn about their history. Remember that this too shall pass, and we may come out of it wiser and
0: stronger. If you're an overachiever, meaning you've tried all of these strategies by now and nothing helps, Feel free to reach out to Zofia at fastforwardcoaching.zofia with a Z S O F I A at gmail.com or on WhatsApp on the number plus two seven eight four nine five two six nine one two plus two seven eight four nine five
2: two six nine one two for more personal support.
0: South Africans have found a novel way of coping with being locked down by socializing while also keeping their distance. Sound the Call, Inside Voice, is a local initiative by South African co-creators Sarah Summers and Vasti Henny. The project aims to forge intimate connections by inviting people to share their reflections, thoughts and feelings about being locked down through WhatsApp voice notes which are then edited and then assembled together to give listeners a feeling of intimate fireside conversations with friends. They provide a bird's eye view into people's homes, hearts, and mind. Sound the Call were gracious to share some of the stories they've collected with us. Take a listen.
4: Welcome to the Kadona Connection, episode two of Inside Voice, a WhatsApp audio series by Sound the Call. This is an intimate conversation during the 2020 corona pandemic, offering a glimpse into our varied private experiences, thoughts and feelings. Please hear our voices with a gentle ear and an open heart as we explore a few connections created, refreshed or exposed by the COVID-19 lockdown. Hi, world. This is a little voice note to keep you all updated that
0: I'm still alive. And I must say that first week took some getting used to.
5: It was tough. I'm also six months pregnant though. So at times I get a little sad, a
0: little hopeless. Um, And I must say I've been very blessed um, to have a husband who rolls his eyes at me but still gives me massages and
5: puts up with my... Tearful meltdowns and um my sugar highs at night when I can't stop talking,
4: and it's all due to finishing a jumbo pack of chili
5: beans, and he needs to put up with that, but that's what he signed up for. <laughs> the connection that I'm becoming aware of uh, that i that I am making to this coronavirus this week is that we are connected. that basic drive to survive this, to outlive this pandemic and we'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. So in this second week, I'm astounded to see no friends of ours violating regulations to come just pop in, to just drop by. Instead, Mm -hmm. we are holding virtual brides for entertainment at a designated time. We are holding virtual
3: meetings. We've downloaded the apps for that. And yes, we dress up
5: to see each other in these virtual contexts to connect
6: I know this sounds very you know, new age hippie but I'm a person who used to meditate quite religiously um about two years ago and with the growth of my career it's, it's gotten harder to do that but since this pause button has been hit and I call it a pause button I've been able to sort of reconnect to that part of myself because I find chunks of time where I'm not doing anything. I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to sit in a meeting with anybody. Meetings are ending a lot quicker, which means that I have a lot more time to do things that I actually love doing but never got the chance to due to constant movement.
5: Okay, from the start of this uh, pandemic, I've been... uh working on uh, some staff, uh, my school staff, but then I uh, finished all my chapters for math, which is uh, the only module that I'm taking this year. So now I'm busy with uh, mathematical literacy for grade 12. I'm helping out my boyfriend and I've been uh, around my boyfriend for quite a long time uh we're busy with this math uh we have our lessons and then we have our lunch and then we also play cards and that's all at one point uh, i was in contact with someone who actually was positive
3: and my team and i had to all come together because we needed to be tested and as a result um spent the night with one of my other colleagues and it was um
0: cool because we got to know each other and i think The one thing that Kedona does allow for is for connecting on different platforms, having deep conversations,
3: those three o'clock in the morning conversations, because, you know, I've lost track of what time is nowadays.
7: I've made some contact with some very close friends, and we spoke very much about the world and the state it's in now. Obviously, all South Africa's... Vulnerabilities and problems are just being accentuated at the moment. And often the activism is directed at just kind of reforming the system, you know. And we spoke very much on how there's a responsibility to think out of the context of the world we live in. To quote Arundhati Roy, "Into the new portal. But also balancing my jadedness and misanthropy for the world. (laughs) It's hard to do.
5: Through these difficult times, I find that a lot of people switch off in regards to helping others. I'm actually disappointed in the lack of Ubuntu in every community right now. It's shocking. But the connections that I have made have been quite amazing. Some people Managed to put their prides aside and ask for help with this regard to their mental health or their physical needs and I've been speaking to a lot of people that I've never met before and some finding that one knows another one one guy that did a delivery for me actually knew my father and he said my father was exactly like me
3: I'm very fortunate I for my work have the great privilege of traveling all over the world and um, have made many, many friends um, that have lasted um, my journey.
4: And what I've done for the past two weeks is just reconnect with them. How are you doing? How is your family? How is your heart? I love music. I love
3: dance. Um, and so we've been connecting around song and dance
4: and music So I hope wherever you are, you have the moment and the opportunity to listen to music, to dance, and to remember that there's so much to be grateful for, even as our hearts are breaking.
3: My almost three-year-old daughter is in Educare, and since the start of the lockdown, she's been at home with me. And initially, I thought it was going to be so frustrating and I would get really impatient. Tonight, I did yoga in the lounge while my husband was cooking and my daughter was decanting little plastic balls all over the floor, including my yoga mat, and um, crawling over and under me. And I still managed to connect with myself and to connect with my practice. Being with her for more hours of the day has made me more patient and it's really deepened our relationship.
6: One thing I would say that I've learned from this time is never to take relationships for granted. And in the future, it it is a challenge for me to be more charitable, to be more available, to be more helping with the other people and never to to lose my time trying to be busy chasing other things and my own interests. At the end of the day, uh, what really
0: counts is that uh, we have God and we have each other. That's it.
3: When the sound of the food trucks increases in frequency, I know that my greeting of the dawn is over. And the march of the mind intensifies, and the day begins. Scroll through twenty different chat groups with hundreds of unread messages each, seeing where everyone's thinking is at, where everyone's fear is at, where tension is building, where questions remain unanswered, where opportunities present themselves. I dig and I delve, and I pull from this box all the pieces of that part of the puzzle I'm trying to piece together. A puzzle that everyone is working on together, but someone lost the lid, so no one really knows what we are building.
4: Thank you for listening. There are three ways to participate. You can be a listener, a sharer, or a contributor. If you're hearing this, well done, you're already a listener. If you've shared this with a friend or family member, congratulations, you're a sharer. And if you'd like to add your voice to the series, we invite you to be a contributor. Please send us a voice note of no more than two minutes and you may find yourself in the next episode. Add 078-273-7099 to your phone as a contact and reach out to us via WhatsApp. You can also listen to episodes on SoundCloud at SoundTheCall.
0: While South Africans are settling into lockdown life, Mozambicans are just getting accustomed to new measures after the government announced a state of emergency two weeks ago. And today, they have 38 confirmed cases of COVID-19.
7: I am Mustasi Valoy, a Mozambican journalist, now in Pemba, the capital city of Cabo Delgado Province in the northeast coast of Mozambique. It's early morning on Wednesday, the 18th of April and that there's a little to no movement in this otherwise busy port city. Today it's getting harder for those who make their living in informal markets.
1: My name is Juan. i I'm walking on the beach, so now everything is closed. I don't see anything, no sell beer, no sell anything. Uh, everything is closed, no shower car, no sell cigarettes.
7: Why is the beach closet uh, or oh, this nobody selling? We have a problem. I, I think we, never,
1: we come coronavirus now. Uh, we president there with Ramo. we promise to not sell anything.
7: One mess, everything is closed. We have a problem. One mess, no sell nothing. What are the people telling you about the cure for this?
1: They know you're here to tell us. We don't really know why we're dying so early because Coronavirus doesn't give you our hour. He just takes you for minutes. He never, never lets you take longer. Whenever you already get it, you just rest in peace. You don't have time to get to the hospital, also.
7: So, what are you doing to protect yourself and your family in your house?
1: Uh, for real, we, we wash our hands every single time and every day with soap and water and hot water and we serve, we serve to sleep together on one bed, we serve to eat together on one plate, and we serve, we serve to be closer to one another. We need to be a little bit far from one another.
7: As we can see, Pemba Beach now is completely empty, or almost empty if we compare with other days. Usually, how many people could we find here during a Saturday or Sunday?
1: 300 persons. Of 500 people down the beach when it's a weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, yeah, definitely used to be 300, 400 something, 500.
7: There are still communities in Pemba who do not have access to clean running water. Every day, they must go outside the house to fetch water from a water pump or a well, which is often surrounded by a dozen or more people. So there's no social distancing possible there. In fact, it seems as if people had are not aware of the spread of COVID-19 because Pema is experiencing two emergencies, the threat of COVID-19 and the threat of the Islamist insurgents. Since 5th October 2017, an Islamist insurgents call themselves an al sunna and known as the al-Shabaab local, have been attacking people and fighting with national military on the north side of the province, forcing hundreds to flee their homes. They have tough shelters here. At the time, we can find up to 15 people living together in their homes. This insurgency has confused many people who don't clearly understand what's going on. A few weeks ago, Tid Plain, who happened to be driving his car back to his house, being stopped by the Mozambican police and military, but it was not clear if they were looking for Islamist insurgents or enforcing measures against COVID-19. So he did not stop.
2: I was uh, in a place, a, a town here in Pemba, in a friend, in a friend house. When I was back into my house, uh, around the beach, some group of soldiers, maybe local soldiers or not, because we don't know now. We don't know when a soldier stop it, stop you, if it, they are really soldiers or not. A group of soldiers uh, tried to stop at me. With my car, but I was uh, afraid with afraid to stop and I didn't stop. then when I when I looked back I, I saw them trying to <laughs> to fix me. I don't know if it is right word. to point you with guns yeah to point me with the guns and uh, I said, oh yeah I will I will die but fortunately uh, they didn't shoot me and I keep my way till home,
7: but... Both emergencies have taken their toll on media freedom. and then the emergency major, press freedom is also undermined. A journalist for local TV station, STV, was detained for three hours and stopped for reporting by the Mozambican official patrolling the area of Pakitkit.
6: Yesterday, when it was uh, 9 o'clock a.m., i saw there in the road of packet in the marginal some people run away because of fear of the soldier who is making here some operation to see the cars the identified people and when i saw this movement i did some picture with cell and after we come one soldier and they...
7: He took your mobile phone? Yes, he
6: took my, my mobile phone and I opened the gallery. I see the what the picture I, I did and asked me who want to do with the picture. I said that I'm a journalist and...
7: and now, what he did after you say that you are a journalist?
6: Oh, the, when I said that journalist is uh, asked me that if he, I have some authorization for authority to do this image because it's some operation military and uh, need to have some authorization.
7: I, I was told that the military here in Pakite, they were beating people or sometimes they do beat people during the night or day.
6: Yes, uh, main peoples are reporting like these the that they are
7: beating people. The military conduct a stop and a search operation on passing cars, confiscating cell phones in the guise of implementing COVID-19 measures.
0: Even if it seems as if infection rates are increasing exponentially, it's important to remember that despite the numbers of deaths, more people are recovering from the disease worldwide. Globally, out of 137 people who have succumbed to the disease, more than half a million people who were infected have survived. And the numbers in Africa still remain low. The Sound Africa team would like to express our deepest condolences to the family, friends and colleagues of John Tennant, founder of Open Science Mock, Featured in our previous episode, who passed away last weekend from a motorbike accident. May his soul rest in peace. And that's all from us at COVID in Africa this week. A podcast brought to you by Sound Africa. Reporting in this episode was done by Estacio Valoy in Mozambique. Sound editing was done by Rasmus Bits, story editor Kelly-Eve Gopman, with contributions from Dr. Zofia Borensanyi, a clinical psychologist, life and executive coach at Fast Forward Coaching, and our friends at Sound the Call Inside Voice in Cape Town. Don't forget to visit our website, www.soundafrica.org, or send us an email at info at soundafrica.org to learn more about how you can keep us going. I'm Jerry Ramalapa. Merci. Obrigado. Shukran. Asante sana. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and sound.